This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You are now listening to TDL on silverandblackpride.com. All right, so you're welcome, and uh, America, for the most entertaining game of the weekend by far. Raiders pull this one out. This is the Tape Don't Lie crew joined by Matt Holder. We are all contributors at Silver and Black Pride. So the, my, I am BD Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at BD Williams18. My co host, Marcus Johnson, at the Mark John NFL. And Matt Holder at, at M Holder 95. Sorry. It doesn't yeah, roll off the tongue. 95. Once we start doing this, it's going to, it's going to roll off the tongue it. for me quicker. Okay. You know, I, I got to get in the groove of it. So well, what uh, you're so saying yeah. is, uh, I was going to say what you're saying is you got off to a little shaky start, you know, a little. Okay. Is that, right. Is that, is I, got, I, got, I got off to a little shaky start, just like the Raiders did on offense. Yes, they did. Um, you know, it was an interesting game plan. Um, me and Marcus, we were DMing each other in the beginning of the game, we're like, what is going on with all the four verts and just throwing fades every other play here, you know? So Marcus, talk to us. What what the hell was happening with the offense in the first quarter? The offense was frustrating in the first quarter. I mean, they had the right idea because I think targeting tight ends against the Ravens is the right idea. It's just how they did it. Like, why are you wanting running wheel routes with Waller? I mean, they're doing the out and ups, you know, they're getting him out on the outside. So they have a better chance to bracket him, you know? And so it was the right idea for me, but when they started using him better later on, that was the idea I wanted from the out, from the jump, you know, just kind of hit him on some underneath things quick, you know, uh, keep him in line, do some quick hitches, hit the choice routes, you know, um, and when they were able to hit choice routes, they were able to move the football, you know, so once they started hitting those, you saw them start moving the football and get a little bit of a groove and it was a totally different game from that point on. So I, I think they just got to like, I don't know if they thought they're going to come out and they're just going to put a, put on a show. I feel like that's what they tried to do. I feel like they tried to come out and put on a show. So I think Carr in the first half, his uh, average depth of target was 12. I mean, we ever seen Carr throw the ball down the field like that? <laughs> Anyone. That's a huge, that's a huge average, yeah. average depth of target. Yeah, I mean, there, know, there must have been some kind of like uh, orchestrated effort, like, you know, um, get these safeties out of the box because they're going to struggle run, running the ball. And then Denzel Good goes down. You know, and it's like, okay, this is basically everyone besides Colton Miller is brand new on this offensive right. line. They're going to struggle yeah. running the ball. So maybe it was just trying to get safeties out of the box. But even still, even to, until the last play of the game, like they were crowded in the box, sending cover zeros and everything like that. I still don't understand after Kansas City why anyone decides. Kansas City and New York Jets last year, why do teams still insist on cover zero blitzing Derek Carr? Like we've seen this happen time and time again. Um, so yeah, so uh, that's interesting. Um, going over here to Matt on defense as a former defensive lineman. Okay. <laughs> can you talk to us about the pass rush that that was, it seemed like from the TV copy, uh, yeah. exciting, exciting for Raider nation. 
I mean, it was honestly kind of surprising to me because I think I talked about this in uh, a lot last week of like, I was thought the Raiders were going to go with a more like conservative pass rush approach, right? And play Cleveland Farrell more, which I mean, now I look stupid, right? Where they're going to try and like constrain the pocket. But I mean, they were just winning on the edge. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're the problem when you get up the field with speed rushers and like against a running quarterback is when you don't win, right? When the, run, the tackle can just kind of ride you by. But I mean, Crosby was on his game tonight. I mean, his get off with looks was probably the best I've ever seen him since he started. And he was able to get around around the edge on a Villanueva. I mean, I don't know what was going on with Villanueva tonight, but yeah, he was off of his game. And I mean, Yannick was taking it to Ronnie Stanley too. And I mean, before Ronnie Stanley uh, had a, you know, broken his ankle last year, he was like a top five, you know, right. considered, yeah, offensive tackle. And he, For sure. like, again, he, I don't know if he just couldn't like get back there or what, but yeah, they were just winning around the edge. <laughs> And then I think towards the end of the game, you saw Crosby start to, uh, you know, turn to speed to power and win on the inside when Bill and Aueva had to fly back out. So, I mean, for Crosby, like that probably was probably his best game as a Raider, honestly. Like it was, I mean, he ended up ever. with like two sacks. I got the stats up here. He's ever. Got, yeah. Ever. Two sacks, two tops, TFLs. <laughs> yeah. Six even, I mean, even some of the rushes it. that he wasn't getting sacks on or getting stats on exactly yeah there, the there's a, there's a lot like the the pressure just the constant pressure the constant hitting lamar jackson you know yeah. that is a different that's the biggest difference maker in this game it, it, and then also me and marcus we've been critical about uh max crosby because we haven't seen and we right. found out why this offseason when you can't you know he um, you know, came to terms with maybe some substance abuse issues that right. he was going through, but like from his rookie year to his second year, we're just like seeing the same exact player. Like there was no development. There was no pass rush. Now we're see- like early on in the game, we're seeing different moves than we've ever seen from Max Crosby. Like he's yeah. elevated his game 100%. And now he did not, you know, Raiders fans have been talking about him. Like he's elite. Okay. I think this game <laughs> showed he could be in that conversation at yeah. least uh, Max Crosby, a hell of a game uh on defense and i mean to I think, your point what yeah, uh, go ahead. Go what ahead. they t- what they were talking about too with um like gruden like seeing his car in the office like it speaks to the work that max crosby's put in like he's talking about you know being putting the time in not only on the weight room and you know all that stuff but also putting it in on the mental side and like you said like he was winning with all kinds of moves and winning on the inside and on the outside and he was just he, you could not stop him tonight yeah no, it's a great great uh great pass rush um and, and really a lot of these guys Pylon was getting into the backfield. Solomon Thomas punched the ball yeah. out. Carl Nassib punched the ball out. You know, the, yeah. these guys were coming in waves. You keep on saying that, right? We want our pass rush to come in waves, and right. it showed up tonight. Uh, I mean, switching they blitzed to the other, like once. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, right. They blitzed once, and, <laughs> they blitzed and twice. it got home, too. Twice? Yeah. Twice? Twice. Oh, well, I'll chart the game. Too. I'll chart the yeah. game, and, and I'll, <laughs> I'll figure out what it was. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about opposite side of the ball. Did How did Alex Leatherwood look? You know, I, I have a tough time tr- trying to train my eyes on the offensive line. I was not watching him tonight. If one of you guys were watching him, can you talk to me about how he looked? Um, uh, you I know, mean, you can go, uh, go ahead. Uh, I, I actually, from it was up and down. That's what I would say for Leatherwood. I would say it was up and down. I, I think, you know, at, at some points you could see the talent and the talent that he has and they were able to hold on the outside. But I still think they had a lot of bad communication with the blitzes. I think the line was just all over the place when it came to that. So you could see him miss missing blocks because he's, I feel like they're thinking too much. And I feel like once those blitzes were coming at him, they were trying to figure out where everything was coming from. And, you know, uh, and even a couple of times, Derek Carr was wrong. Like on, on that, on that one, I think it was like when second and second and 15, 
Derek Carr ended to be wrong. And, you know, that the line was all the whole line was confused. So I think it was a little bit of communication, which we saw in the preseason. Uh, right. We saw that in the preseason, them having communication issues. I mean, mostly because Andre James, he's not that he's not Rodney Hudson when it comes to yeah. seeing blitzes and pointing things out and getting the line ready for those type of looks. So, you know, that's where I saw a lot of struggle from Alex Leatherwood, um, you know, and we did, you, you know, in the run game, we didn't really suit too much of the run game to actually see yeah. where he is good at. So he was kind of thrown to the fire out there. So it'll be interesting to kind of go back and uh, do a little bit of a deep dive uh, with, with uh, what he was doing, but maybe Matt, you saw a little bit more from me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think uh, I'm kind of pretty much just piggyback off what you said. I thought, thought in the first half, I saw him have a couple impressive run blocks where he was creating some rush, uh, creating some rushing lanes. Then the second half, the kind of play that stuck out in my mind. Um, and I'm not hundred percent sure if he was like, if he was working on a combo block or what on this, on the edge, but uh, Udafe Owe had that like bad tackle for loss. that looked like he beat him like right off the, pretty much right off the snap. And then yeah, the other one that sticks in my mind was, you know, him just stopping his feet against Justin Houston, which I mean, of all the guys yes, that <laughs> on that bad. field to stop your feet against, like that's yeah. the last guy you want to do it against. And I mean, like you said, I, I thought there was like too many downs. Like you had the false start mental error. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he had a hold in yeah. later on too. It's like, you can't have those penalties. And I mean, to piggyback off what you were saying, you know, a lot of the mental errors, like that's something we saw in the preseason. And I mean, the, the thing I think you could chalk it up to too, is like, it's guys, especially with incognito out, you know, you're talking about not having the Rodney Hudson to call out the protections and whatnot. Well, yeah. I would think the next guy's going to be incognito since he's been around forever. And I mean, good's a veteran, but I mean, he's not like good's like a, been a backup for half his career. I don't, he's not yeah. like the, the guy, the guy, you know what I mean? To, to steer the ship. So I think it, we saw, we saw four new offensive linemen that don't have a whole lot of time playing with each other or five new. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna, to yeah, I mean, that. I mean, we really saw a lot of bad play from Michael James. I mean, to be honest, yeah. we saw we saw everything that we have been talking about for Andre James for the longest, which is play strength. I just don't think he's strong enough to be a like run blocking center. Like, who, I don't think he's strong enough to make Marcus it real quick. Who uh-huh. in the NFL count count how many defensive tackles nose guards? Are as strong or stronger than Brandon Williams? Yeah, I mean, you got a point, bro. You got a point there. Okay? Like that's gonna be Who's probably the week, toughest guy to move that he but might go up against. Cam Hayward's coming up next week, bro. It ain't gonna be, ain't gonna get easier, you know. But um, the Cam, what does Cam Hayward play? He plays a two I. Yeah, he plays a three. Bro, you know, the, like the, he's gonna be. Dog, come on. He's not a zero technique tape. right over Andre. BD, it's on tape. What do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna <laughs> set up one on ones against Andre James with Kim Hayward. I mean, that's just <laughs> how it is, and and uh, he just doesn't have that play strength. I mean, that the the fourth and one play was the perfect example. I mean, if he even makes a halfway decent block, Josh J- Jacobs makes that, but he's getting burned and he's getting tossed around because he doesn't have the play strength. And I, and it, it's it, you saw it in preseason too, man. He was getting tossed around by by backup defensive yeah. tackles. So. Um, I mean, in pass pro, I mean, he really didn't have that many issues besides the bad snaps and a I couple thought, of those, but in pass, pass pro, pro, yeah, man, like one thing I will say, and people, you know, Derek Hart didn't have like an incredible game. He yeah. definitely has throws that he wants to get back. There's probably some miscommunications, miscues with the wide receivers. It looked shaky. It looked like a player who hasn't played a live game in like what, six, seven, eight months or whatever. Right. It's like a guy so, could have, who could have used a preseason snap. Preseason. Yep. Yeah. Some preseason snaps. Right. <laughs> sure. But 
the one thing that I was the most impressed with with Derek Carr was like they had a fierce rush. They were blitzing a lot and he was stepping up in the pocket early and often, um, you know, keeping his eyes downfield and, and delivering strikes. Sometimes, you know, the accuracy wasn't there, but at least he was stepping up in the pocket. And I don't think mm-hmm. that he's probably going to get a lot of credit from like social media and everything about that, but that's impressive. And that's partly on Andre James too, holding his own, at least in pass protection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, that's, that's, that's what we saw from him in the preseason too. So, but I mean, the run game is what they want to do, but I mean, if they're going to pass the ball 60 times, I'm not going to be mad. You guys already know how I feel about that. <laughs> you know, but you know, we want, we, you, know, you guys already know what yeah. I'm pushing for. We saw yeah. it and it's 34 points in a win, but that's all I'm going to say. And you know, 400 yards from Derek Carter. So, yeah, I mean, if, 34 points with overtime. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's factor that with, in with, oh, with yeah. overtime in there. Yeah, with over throw a throw an extra eight yeah. minutes in there. Uh, if you're just joining us right now, we're going live after the Raiders win, uh, opening day win, Monday night win at Allegiant Stadium, first time with fans. I'm here with Marcus Johnson and Matt Holder. Um, next thing we want to talk about, um, I think that we could talk about Darren Waller. He had an amazing game. It started off shaky, like we were talking about. It was an interesting game plan. They were trying to run him down the seam against the coverage where they like to sink under the seam. They like to, you know, defend the deep ball first. Um, and we touched a little bit upon uh, on it a little earlier in the show. But if we're just talking about a pure, like, volume, the amount of plays, the amount of targets, like, what did he have? 20 targets in this game, 19, I think 19, 19, right 19 targets in this game. Um, a lot of people I, I've seen people get upset. Like when is rugs going to step up? When is Edwards going to step up? Like the Raiders have a number one wide receiver. They have a legit premier pass catcher in the NFL, Darren Waller, a guy who can get 20 targets in a game. Okay. Yeah. Go for a hundred and touchdown. You know, that he's the main vein of the passing game right now. And he, and he proved that against a really tough team. He was getting a lot of, of exotic looks, okay? They were dropping guys underneath him. They were hanging the safety on top of him. They were doing a lot of things to take him away. And him and Derek Carr, through the course of the game, were able to figure out what they needed to do. The play calling got a little better. And and Darren Waller helped, you know, like he was basically the biggest uh, yard getter in this offense. Yeah, I, you know, the Ravens, they, they do struggle with tight ends, you know, and it, it's, it's a thing. I mean, they gave it 82, 82 receptions last year, and now they're about at 11, so, you know, already. Well, I think when you finish with 10 or 11, I think it was 10. Yeah, 10, for, 10 for 105 and a touchdown. Yep, 10 for 105 and a touchdown. So they've already given up 10 uh, to another tight end. So, I mean, that's something the Ravens struggle with. And that's why I like the game plan. I just didn't like how they where they attacked them at, and I think they should have stayed short early on instead of trying to you know go deep um like like they did when they started off the game so i think you know brian edwards stepped up though i i, I kind of want to talk late, about that because, late in the game yeah mm-hmm. because you know they weren't getting targets early on and then once they start getting targets they start moving the football through the air targeting these guys so uh, you know darren waller uh, you know, he's going to bring those coverages over. He's going to be in the brackets. I think seeing Brian Edwards step up like that and even seeing Henry Ruggs step up like that, I think that was kind of the the bigger story to me because they needed those guys in those situations, especially late in the game, and they made play. So, um, Matt, do you have anything to add to that before I jump in? 
Yeah, I mean, I was just curious. Like, I don't know. I know, uh, uh, Marcus, you said you were watching like the the Manning broadcast or whatnot. I'm not sure if they were showing it more. Do you think it was more like the first half? Like, were the guys just not getting open? The receivers not getting open, or was it they weren't getting the targets because they were trying to force feed force feed Waller the whole game? Or at least I, I think time. a lot of it got a couple plays. Like Carr was trying to look at other players, and then he ended up just going back to Waller, which he, I mean, obviously shows that he's getting obvious. Right? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Which, which I mean, because uh, like the the play where he ended up checking down where he missed Waller going deep. I mean, they showed yeah. that he kind of just stuck on rugs too long, right? Yeah. And the problem is that these guys aren't separated. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Manning and in, in, in uh Peyton and Eli yeah. were talking about. That, where, you know, it's time for these guys to help out. You know, but, but go ahead. And that's and yeah, I was just gonna say that's like kind of the concerning part for me is like. It's like, yes, I am glad that Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs ended up stepping up and making a couple huge plays late, but it's like, you yeah. cannot wait till the fourth quarter for someone other than Brian Edwards or Hunter Renfro to make a play. And like, like, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. yeah, that's not a winning formula. And granted, like it was like a good, it is, is a good secondary, but like, I mean, once Hunter Renfro started making plays more than Humphrey was on him, you know, like you guys were talking about, they're bracketing Darren Waller. Somebody else has got to be getting open. And I mean, eventually yeah. that worked out. So that's what I'm kind of curious if it's like, okay, is it Derek Carr not trusting these young receivers yet? Or is it more like the fact that, or is it just like, they're just not getting open? And that's what I think, you know, got to watch, see the all 22. I think it's a little um, bit of how they're using them too. Because I mean, a lot of what we saw late with Brian Edwards was dig routes, right? We saw a lot yeah. of him over the middle with some dig routes. And I think he's pretty good there. a lot of guys there. like that too. Yeah. yeah. Waller and Ruggs, the same thing too. Exactly. So you yeah. saw a lot of dig routes from from Edwards and he's a big body. So, you know, A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. you know, he eats on dig routes. He's not really the I'm going to win outside and beat you deep all the time. I mean, he could beat some players outside, but, you know, consistently he wins on dig routes, beating guys inside and being physical. And I think once they started using Brian Edwards like that, you saw them to move the football a little bit better, especially late in the game. Um, but, you know, it. I mean, this is a Darren Waller offense. I mean, they're going to try to get the ball to Darren Waller yeah. as, as much as possible, obviously. I mean, he's probably going to get, like, a lot of targets, especially <laughs> if they pass this much. But um, it, 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 it was an interesting game plan from the jump. But, you know, it ended up working out in the end. I'll, I'll just say this about, you know, the young wide receivers. Waller, he's a premier pass catcher in the NFL. We know what we get with Waller. Renfro, he's kind of, like, carved out his niche. You know, he's obviously – Everyone says he's a slot guy. Really, what he is, he's an underneath guy. He's a guy who can, you know, get some double moves. He's super shifty, super quick. He can beat some man coverage looks as long as it's not up against a super physical uh, DB, right? Mm-hmm. But on the outside, what's happening on the outside? And really, all Edwards needs to be, he just needs to be a possession player. He just needs to be a chain mover on the outside, a guy who can, you know, get some contested catches. Like, he never was in it like the sickest route runner in college like you didn't see him just like giving rocker steps and just like blowing past guys you know he won he won contested catches and that's like the type of player that he is he showed that he could do that a little bit that's what he needs to do and then Henry Ruggs just needs to be that guy that the that the defense needs to honor you know the deep threat or whatever like that one that last play where they didn't have safety help in the middle of the field and he just ran away it just turned into a race with the nickel and he just beat the nickel across the field it wasn't like a great route it was just you're not catching henry rugs across the field if you're playing nickel with outside leverage right uh but that's what those players need to be the raiders already have a premier pass catcher they don't these guys don't need to go for a thousand yards or anything like that they can just be like a cool like 500 600 yards but winning in their niches and then I think this offense will be fine, but 
obviously the run game has to improve at some point. We'll see. Uh, we're going to move on here. I, I want to talk okay. about how um, the defense looked good. We saw some improvement across the board. We saw defense get a pass rush, which is something that Raiders fans know the defense has been lacking for a while. Uh, we saw them get some turnovers, some key turnovers at key moments. And that's something huge because it was always uh, in the last three years, you know, Paul Gunther was like when the Raiders needed a turnover, it never came. Right. And so we saw twice, twice this happened uh, for the Raiders. But the one problem area and you could say it, I'm nitpicking, you could say it's not really a problem area because this is Lamar Jackson after all. But one of the keys to the game was just getting this guy on the ground, you know, and I think that there was a lot of instances, Corey Littleton uh, whiffed a few times, uh, KJ Wright missed some tackles, uh, Jonathan Abram missed some tackles, where it was like these guys are, are getting put on skates a little bit out here, they're missing tackles, and I think if that got shored up earlier in the game, Raiders kind of handily win this one and doesn't need to go to overtime, uh, but I'm curious, maybe your thoughts on this map. Yeah, I mean, I think you like we were kind of talking about it at the beginning or before we started recording. It kind of had like a 2016 defense type of feel, right? Where it was like not quite the not the shutdown defense that you're you're hoping for and that makes it a nice, cool, calm game, but one that's gonna get the big turnovers late. Like what they I mean, we talk about tackling Lamar Jackson. Sure, they had their their miscues and whatnot, but they got him to fumble three times tonight. Was that the right? Strip sack and then two on um, two is uh, scrambling around. Yeah, yeah. Just, three like, fumbles, two recovered, yeah. Yeah, two yeah. recovers, and then I mean, yeah, ended up, uh, and the last one ended up being a big one. But yeah, I mean, like you said, tackling, and I feel like, felt like especially early on, the 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 Ravens could kind of have their way when they were running up the middle, like right, right when not like Tyus Williams on that fourth and one just kind of went straight through them, went right down the field for another thirty-five yard touchdown. But yeah, yeah, Ty, yeah, Tyson uh, was that Tyson, Tyson Williams? Tyson, Williams, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and you know what? Like, there's a there's new there's new faces in this linebacker room, you know. Yeah. And uh, some of the run fits they might be they might be different from what a linebacker was playing before, whatever it is. And so he's expecting, you know, he's gonna keep his outside arm and leg free when maybe he should be spilling it or something like that. I, uh, we'll 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 go through the tape and we'll, you know we'll figure it out in these coming days here who exactly was wrong in these situations. But yeah, like at the end of the day, you just got to get these guys on the ground. You can't give chunk plays. And while the defense did show some improvements, there was enough question marks there. I know this is probably the hardest team to tackle, you know, yeah, in, in football or at least one of them. Uh, but there's enough cause, cause for concern there. Hopefully that those things get shored up. Um, last thing, you know, uh, I think we, talked about this a little bit but before we get out of here overtime it was a thrilling finish never seen a team congratulate each other everyone has their helmets <laughs> off they're taking their stuff off and all of a sudden they say Dude, no I you got... have to get back out there like walk us through the emotions out. maybe matt like what the hell is going on here i was getting like what was it 2001 2002 like tostitos fiesta bowl vibes with miami when they like they like thought they won uh, yeah. on the, the oh PR right or whatever I was sitting there, I'm like, oh no, this is happening all over again. Like, like I, I like legitimately went through my head, especially when they had that, uh, that interception at the end. Like it felt like, it just felt like, I don't know, being a Raider fan the last 20 years when Brian Edwards has that play, doesn't quite score. They get to the one, they can't punch it in the goal on the uh, QB sneak. Right. And then they have a ball that's like too hot. And then they jump off sides, right? Leatherwood jumps off sides and it's like, oh no. Like I, I was sitting here, I'm like, I've seen this movie before. Yes. I know how this ends. And then yeah. 
like we were just talking about, you know, timely turnovers, which again, huge part of what the 2016 defense was able to do. They can do that. You know, they can, they can give up 189 yards on the ground. I'm kidding, but, uh, but we'll take it right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. I, should, it. I right. should choose my words wisely, but yeah, I mean, like yeah. at the end of the day, like, like that's exactly like the the whole gamut of like that whole just end of the sequence with them like tying it up and the whole back and forth fourth quarter. Like I said, 2016 vibes all the way around. Derek Carr up and down, like just like it was in his uh, MVP candidate year. But yeah. yeah, what about you, Marcus? How you? How are you? Uh, you you had to take a few minutes before we could even record to get settle down for a minute. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of emotions for me, man. It was a lot of emotions for me. Uh, you know, uh, for the fans, you guys don't know. I'm an analyst, like you know, Monday through Saturday, but um, the game starts, man. I'm just like you guys. I'm crazy. So yeah, my, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Mr. Analyst, you're the only one who picked the Ravens over at Silver and Black Pride. Let's not forget uh, about that. It, I don't know how we reverse oh, bring that all up. Pick the Raiders. Just saying. It was reverse I'm psychology. Just saying. It was reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you gotta rib him you gotta get you gotta get him for that yeah 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 i mean look it was a toss-up it could have gone either way obviously we yeah. saw at the end like literally who is gonna win this game you know um and there was a lot of mistakes it, it, it was pretty crazy i agree that there's a lot of emotions what yeah. i will just jump in here and say to Matt's point, we know how this movie was going to end. They jump off sides. They go backwards. They inter- interception. Like, okay, years passed. It's over. You don't yeah. win that game. But the Raiders figured out a way to win, even though those things were happening. I think, I think that's at least – it's a baby step. You know, we can't get ahead of ourselves. There's 16 more games to play, right, 17 more weeks of, uh, of football action to happen. But it's a baby step. We've seen the Raiders lose in – unspeakable unfathomable (laughs) ways in the past and they didn't do that this time even though they were you know making some costly errors some rookie that you know leatherwood jumped off sides and then um Derek Carr has the ball coming or has the you know blitzer right in his face so he's got to rifle that ball out of there and will it just goes through Willie Snead's hands that was clearly a play designed exactly for Willie Snead so I don't know why the ball got on him with you know quick it was weird it was smash return it's my turn out of out of a four by one. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, I've never seen that one before. But I don't know why. Like, why put Willie Sneed in that in that situation? That's what I was saying. Like, the guy was like, like, did he play before that drive? I don't think so. I didn't see I him in the entire him. game. No, I didn't see him. And, in. It, and it almost felt like his car. Like, like yeah, like you're talking about. Like he was facing some rush and had to like get it out quick. But like Carr threw that. Like he w- did not think he was throwing that to Willie Sneed. Like he put that like put that in a hit Willie Sneed in the hands but he put it high and up and like if you missed it like he was so into Foster Moreau or something right yeah exactly like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah dude like you get you can't throw it that's that high to yeah, a guy yeah. that's what like not even six feet yeah he, he should have put if he put some touch on that pass the game's over yeah game's over yeah. game's over yeah and but yes you're in the NFL bro catch that yeah ball, no it, it was definitely <laughs> it was definitely it too hard catch that you ball. It too hard plus you, but you're in the NFL Catch people throw that hard, bro. Catch you're in the NFL, you're in the NFL, and they're you're what like a multi year, double digit yeah. year vet. Yeah, you got to catch, catch that ball. ball. You got to catch the ball for sure. But yeah, yeah. 
Um, but again, well, why is he in the game? Yeah. And why are we designing that to him in the crucial situation? There, there was there was a lot of interesting things. There's a lot the of interesting game, things right happening. Right before the, the field goal, sure. right before oh, the touchdown. God. Oh my god, that was the they other part happened. where I was like, oh, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose. I've seen that. That was the other moment. I'm like, you know what? I've Thank seen God this. that happened. I was kind of mad they kicked it. They're about to kick a field goal on second and nine. Yeah, I was like, I was second like, down. What are we doing this here? This is a this is like a 45 yard field goal. This is not a this is not a chip shot. Right. And the reason why you do that, right, is so like if you fumble the snap you can just go down and you get a can't chance to kick it but when it's a 44 yarder if that happens now it's like a 51 yarder right <laughs> it was a like they, just oh, run man, a couple plays like what are you doing that's my whole problem with Rudy. situational football because yeah. like that is all situational like bro play the third down if you want to play for the field goal run the ball i don't know man just you, run the ball run the ball you can't kick on second and nine from the 28 <laughs> so weird it's not like there was two seconds left in the game there's yeah. a full three minutes left in the game yeah a lot of weird a <laughs> lot of weird things happening anyways bro they, yeah. they won though they won they won yeah, raiders won um last thoughts anyone let's uh let's uh sign you know before we sign off here anything you guys uh, want to say my last thoughts is i mean we kind of saw that you know if the defense gives Carr a chance i mean i mean the best thing he is is clutch i mean that's basically i mean <laughs> he's a different quarterback when they need to get some points and i think if you can build on that and you can keep them in the game you always have a chance if you can get him the ball late which is you know weird to say with this record but it's true though we saw it tonight i mean right it's facts <laughs> How many game-winning drives, you it's know? 22 now. That's 22. 22 yeah. game-winning drives since whatever, whatever, you know, if you believe in all that, you know. Uh, anything else, Matt? I, I, I don't know. I, I became a big game-winning drive guy this, over this summer, but go ahead, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, t- I talked about it already, but, yeah, I can't stress enough. I mean, Max Crosby can't. With the story, too, like, coming out recently about, like, his sobriety and, like, his personal struggles and getting that right, and like, like I was talking about, too, like, with him – you know, getting everything right and mentally and, uh, you know, to putting in the work in the film room and whatnot and seeing him, him blossom today. That was just awesome to watch to see a guy go from a fourth round pick to one of the best players on the field on either side with the reigning MVP on the other side of the field. Like that was, that was an awesome moment. I thought for me, awesome moment for Raider fans too. So. Yeah, for sure. Last thought game, game ball. One of the game balls goes to AJ Cole. Okay. When the offense was, was struggling. You know, he was keeping making the Ravens really move the entire length of the field. If you know me, if you watch my stuff, I'm a big special teams guy. So I got to give some special teamers love. This was this one was easy, easy, easy. AJ Cole kicking the crap out of the ball, sometimes out kicking the coverage. You know, we we hear that, you know, used in different contexts a lot. But literally, like he was kicking. The, I, I'm surprised that ball had any air in it after he, the, <laughs> how, as hard as he was kicking it. But AJ, AJ Cole saved the offense in the first because if it was just regular punts, okay, if it was just, you know, your 40-yard punt variety, okay, the game might have been over early. So credit yeah. to AJ Cole. All right, hey, that's Raider it, guys. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Raider. Yeah, I was gonna say Raider fans uh, that have watched football in the last twenty years know uh, when Shane Leckler was the best defender, how valuable a, a great punter can be. So. Yes, <laughs> a, a punter and, is and, very and, valuable. Yes, and one last thing I want to say. I mean, I mean, if Max keeps playing that, people are gonna be like, so how do teams pass on Max? So, I mean, Farrell being a healthy scratch, yeah. Max picks up for it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Does it matter? <laughs> Does it matter? You got one. You got one, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're four rounds too late.
<laughs> All right. We're gonna say we're gonna save this the Cleveland uh Feral talk, maybe its own dedicated episode. But yeah. we appreciate Raider Nation for tuning in. If you're watching this live, uh, we appreciate you for tuning in here. I'm gonna give some shout-outs right here in the chat. Shout out to Fran- Francisco Pancho. We appreciate you, brother. All right, shout out to my guy. Where's he at? Let me find you. Just another DJ. We appreciate you, bro. And shout out to C. Robles, okay? We got a a lot of uh, support in the chat, so we appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in, Raider Nation. This is the Tape Don't Lie podcast. Uh, Marcus Johnson is my co-host at the Mark John NFL. We are joined by Matt Holder at M95 on Twitter. You can also follow me at BDWilliams18 on Twitter. Uh, That's it. We out. Later. Yeah. All right.